it's your pals back again for another installment of the pals podcast i'm your host co-host ricky liorty and my name is george christos Boutsalis. i changed that up on you you like that yeah, <laughs> i gotcha. throw it out there uh guys honestly this was a great episode this, this was, was amazing vibes. Honestly, we think all our episodes are great, though. So this one is one of the great ones. Uh, we had our boy Justin Lakeen, aka J Lack, aka not money manager, but he knows his stuff about money. Um, yeah, we chatted Raptors, and there are some hot takes. Yeah, big hot takes. Yeah. A couple guarantees. He's got J-Lack's the inside got, scoop. J Lack's got the load down. He's got a source. Uh, you know, he's got some rumors on Giannis. Some rumors on some other players might be coming. And uh, yeah, he told us a little bit at the end about his career, about what he's doing, and how he how he goes about. Um, investing and managing people's wealth so, so definitely listen to the entire episode because there's some great pieces <laughs> towards the end you definitely want to check those out so big shout out to our sponsor steven liambus real estate again he's one of the top producing realtors in the city and in the gta if you're looking to buy sell or lease definitely hit him up and he'll guide you every step of the way so check him out at homes by steven or online at homesbysteven.ca. and georgie hit him with it let's fucking go <laughs> Check, check, mic check. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Most exciting topic ever. (laughs) Justin, aka JLAC, welcome to the Pals Podcast. Thanks, pal. Thanks for having me on this. (laughs) No problem, no problem. I've been trying to get on this podcast since day one. (laughs) I think I was going to be your first guest, but then you ended up having Donovan Bailey and other other way more exciting people. No, we were actually going to have you back in February to talk to talk raps. Yeah. No big sports guy, so should we should we start off with that raps? Yeah, let's just get into it then. That's how we said to bring you on now because I thought the raps were gonna win, so I was like, sick. We'll bring Justin on, biggest raps homer in the city. Just talk about Raptors, and then they (laughs) fucking lose. So annoying. (laughs) I honestly, I honestly thought, boys, like they had the team to do it, and I, I don't believe with I don't believe all this hype around like Pascal just not being the guy. To me, seeing him enter the bubble, he was just completely out of shape, like. He looked thick. Like, you, you look at, like, okay, him study, studies year. him regularly. Eh? Him checks the physique. I watched, like, all, I watched, like, every single interview of, like, practice and everything. And I remember, like, really? one of the first practices, he's like, Yeah, I haven't been able to touch a ball in, in like, five months. During the but lockdown I, at the beginning. But everyone thinks that crazy. They're like, How could a guy making so much money not be able to pick up a basketball? But, you know, apparently he didn't. He's Where, living in a he? condo downtown Toronto, right? Okay, that's so. what I was just going to say. Was he downtown Toronto? Yeah. So I guess but he see, had that's, no kind, that's kind of crazy. Like, um, you think you have that money, you have access to resources. Whether you can go, because I, I, don't, I, I don't think they could practice like at Scotiabank no. Arenas and like actually no, part yeah. of the league because of like whatever the bargaining rights and all that stuff. So that was out of the question. But you tell me you can't go to like a school gym and be like, I'm going to give you a, a thousand bucks for a week. Let me use the gym. Like yeah. if no, because think about it. Like I, I would. I, bro, you're no Pascal school, Siakam. No, no you're right. There's no free. excuse. You're right. There's like, no like, excuse about, for. Like there's like how many yeah. gyms, how many people, man, find a guy who's got money in, in the bridal <laughs> path, but I'll give you a hundred bucks to shoot in your basketball court. They got to probably pay Siakam to use the basketball court. Exactly. He could have went down to Kyle Lowry's house in Philadelphia or something and that's just where hung out there because he's got two basketball courts. Is in that where Kyle was? How do you know yeah. that? I know everything. <laughs> Justin's like, I know everything. Justin's like on Reddit and the deep dark pages of Reddit to find out where these guys live. It's like, yeah, man, Kyle is on this street. 
So the other thing too, I think Siakam, that's just a theory, is that in the bubble, like if you were single at the beginning, you couldn't bring like girls in, right? So families can bring like their families in, but guys can't just have like girls coming in out. So I think he yeah. might have been uh, maybe a little dry spell, you know? Might have might messed with his head a little bit. <laughs> Could have been. He used to be a priest though, right? Like What? Was, yeah, you didn't know that? Wait, what? He went, he went to seminary school. Siakam. Yeah, he was like training to be a priest and then he picked up <laughs> basketball at like 17. Get out of here. Yeah. I thought he picked it up at 14. No, no, it was late. He was late. 17, 14 to 17 sometime. Right Whatever. Now. He picked it up late. Like, <laughs> he was going to be a priest before playing a basketball. Yeah. Playing Basketball. That is so crazy. crazy isn't that? Bro, you imagine going from a priest to getting a $150 million contract in the NBA. How polar opposite that is. <laughs> That's so insane. Anyway, so why do you think why do you think we lost? Honestly, uh, well, Pascal was the reason for sure. Like him not being able to at least make a couple of plays lost us that last game. And you know, you could argue that he probably lost us that second game. Well, he looked good well. defensively though. Defensively he looked good. Yeah, I mean just offensively he just like the simple layups and stuff he was missing. I just don't like his legs weren't into a shot. You could tell when you're really out of shape in basketball. I mean, and I, I never played. Let's just, <laughs> let's just go there. But like, you know, all my friends that have played and like, you know, my dad played in high school and universities. Like Who played? Yeah, he played. He played no. football and basketball. What yeah. happened to you? Then? Guys, I got three. St- <laughs> I, I did not get the uh, athletic gene at all. That's probably why I like <laughs> watching sports so much. <laughs> you can't play, play it. Yeah, I don't know your dad played. Your dad's, his dad's a sick golfer. Is he? Yeah, yeah really he's good. pretty good. He's all right. Yeah. He's like 63 and he still like powers into the ball. I don't know how to <laughs> oh, yeah. He's sick. He's sick. He, he's going to be screwed in like seven <laughs> years when he starts to age. He's not going to be able to do so that. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So you think the legs were in the shot, eh, for Siakam? It just to me, it didn't look like that. I think, I think part of the reason we lost was, a big reason we lost was him. I think the other reason too is um, ever since that second shutdown, like the three-day shut down with everything that was happening with black lives matter and all that i know that the raptors were like the most outspoken team apparently because they were the ones leading the charge on yeah saying we're not going to play this game like even with the bus right they came with the black lives matters bus yeah exactly oh so yeah that's right they did everything <gasps> even first. though their organization mlse in general is very outspoken yeah. against so them, right? van like- fleet and and um powell were pretty vocal before that Boston series. And then, uh, you know, you have to think Ujiri was leading that, you know, all the players, because he was in the bubble. Uh, and then apparently in that meeting, they were like the most outspoken team and they were ready to walk out. Like them and wow. the Clippers were ready to just get out of there. And it's Good funny, because the Clippers are out now too, right? <laughs> but it just looked like their heads weren't in and after that. Like they yeah. just didn't, there was something different. From that point on, there was just something off. You think like what do you mean like from the chemistry the way they played or just they look like a different team they just look different and me the part of that could have been boston's defense and how good they played against us i mean part of that could have been that i really when was the three-day shutdown was that it was before game one right? it was before game one yeah yeah it was before game one against the celtics part of it could have been was that. It around one no uh it, it was, was after after, after, after the net series yeah. okay yeah. and then uh because I honestly thought we matched up pretty well with the Heat. Like, I was excited to see us match up with the Heat. I mean, they look pretty good now, but yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I hate Boston. <laughs> honestly, I just, I hate Boston. I'm going to lose to anybody. Two teams I can't stand in the league is Boston and Philly. So, if, like, I just hate losing to them. I hate Philly a lot more than Boston. I just hate them because Philly talks like they've done something. <laughs> okay, wait, so I have this thing. Do you listen to Bill Simmons? I do, quite a Did bit. Did you listen yeah. to his most recent one where he's talking before the... Uh, 
it was like one of the last episodes talking about of the heat and uh he's talking about why boston made it on he's talking about like how um uh, denver came back to win and he had this theory and like i mean he's the biggest homer for boston all sports and usually i don't mind Mm -hmm. but he goes and he says he said this one thing that really made me mad for the first time ever i turned off his podcast i didn't listen to it i was i was like i yelled in my car i was like you're an idiot yeah. And sorry, Bill Simmons, if you hear this, you're a bit of an idiot, but <laughs> this made me so angry. So we took Boston to seven games. Like, no matter what, how you skin it, like, yeah, they won, but we were still as good of a team. Came like within they, one rebound right. at the end. Yep. So he had this theory. He's talking about Denver came back to beat the Clippers. Yeah. And he goes, I have this theory about teams that are like, you know, they, they come up together. They're young. They're in the trenches. They like the hard times together. So Denver, Jamal Murray, and Jokic, like they're the young core, right? That team, for the most part, is pretty much the same it's been from when they drafted them. They mm-hmm. added, I think, Grant or something recently. So he's like, that's why I think they came back to win. They've been through the tough times, adversity, whatever. And I was like, okay, kind of makes sense. Um, he goes, yeah, he goes, as much of that's like Boston. Like, you know, they've been through the trenches together. You yeah. know, one of the oldest teams, that's why they beat Toronto. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, are you an idiot? <laughs> Toronto has been together with this core from like the last six years. Like nine just, years. Everybody we had, we draft. Yeah. The only one we didn't draft is Gasol and Ibaka, I, I think. Yeah. And Matt and Thomas. We traded Terrence Ross. No, or? right. We also traded for Powell or Van Vliet. Pa- but it was draft, like, yeah. We drafted yeah. them all. So yeah. they're, like, think about that. Not only that, when he makes that point, Van Vliet is Jakob came from our G League team. So when you say that, it just annoys me because, like, a lack of respect, or it's kind of like, like oh, yeah, we drafted yeah, Young and Tatum, or um, Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason Tatum, Tatum and, yeah. and, uh, and Jalen Brown. Jalen yeah. Brown. And I was like, this makes no sense. That's not why they won because our team has been together just as long. Yeah. Been the same shit. We got bounced in the first round how many times? So that was the first time I ever had to, vo- I had to get this off my chest. It I, made me so mad. I was going to tweet at him and I was like, nah, I don't want that's that. A, I was so mad. I George, turned it you off. you tweet at him. No, no. I actually <laughs> tweet at him. I got mad because I don't gonna like listen that. to this. Because it's such a lack of respect for the Raptors too. And like, dude, this team has, one, hasn't missed the playoffs since Lowry got to Toronto, yep. which is insane. I mean, we had some disappointing times early on. But like when I hear that, I just like, I don't know. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole too, but it's the same as when the Raps won and people say, oh, they won because yeah. Durant got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Golden State, the year that they beat LeBron, Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt. So why does no one talk about it then? Yeah. Because the next year when they had them healthy, they beat Golden State. So by that, by that, what there's like a, there's a, like a logic that explains that. It's like, whatever it is. So it's like they did this time. So by definition, they should have beat them when they had the same team. Yeah. So the two best players are two second best and third best players on that team got hurt. Golden State beat them. When they had the full team, they lost. So then if they were fully healthy, Golden State wouldn't have won the first time. Yeah. So don't say that Golden State won and they're sick, but then when we beat them because of injury, it's because of an injury. Like, fuck my soul. I'm, so, I'm down to go down over. this rabbit hole because <laughs> honestly, my, my biggest beef with, like, with the NBA, I love the NBA, but it's just the American media is just so biased. Yeah. Like, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, it says, is it says it, it says is they don't even watch basketball. Like they don't even watch the Raptors. It's like how does like, first off, how does the defending champions get a one o'clock start for the start of the playoffs? I know. Game one against the Nets was one o'clock. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, how, we're the defending champions. It's also obviously you know it's for like marketing yeah, money. Yeah, of and course, like it's all for the fans. TV. Like, yeah, the TV if we played a better right? team, I think we had a better time. The Nets are dog shit. It's, yeah, a, it's, yeah. it's all about the TV. Like, even the Nets right? are really bad. Yeah. Kyrie's out. I bet you Kevin Durant and all them are playing. It's a different oh, time slot. But nobody's sure. watching. The Going Nets. back to your point though, like, you know what? Talking about when players get injured and going to the NBA Finals and all that, that pretty much happens every year in the in any sport in the NBA. Uh, in the NBA especially, like you need luck to win a championship. Like if that bounce didn't go in in game seven with the Sixers and Kawhi Leonard, you know, yeah. there's a chance we would have lost that game. Like you need luck 
in any sport to make it all the way, yeah. right? And I think in life too, you create your own luck, right? So if you give yourself an opportunity to get there and you are the healthiest team by the end, you deserve to be the winner. Yeah. You, be, you deserve to be the last man, the last team standing. So I don't buy that, that Durant injured <coughs> argument bullshit. Yeah. Well, no, it's like, look, of it. there, there's Go at ahead. the end of the day, there's, there's luck, but there's also preparation that goes into luck. Like to be lucky, I think there's something I was saying that goes, it's you have to be luck lucky to be good, good to be yeah, lucky. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Like, again, injuries are, are inevitable. Every team is going to battle them throughout any given season. There's no team that can play 82 games and have zero injuries. I think that's almost mm. physically impossible. Yeah. But so it's going to happen. But if you can prepare yourself, like Kevin Durant got injured game five. Maybe if he sat out that game, maybe they would have won because the momentum shifted in game five when he got out, right? Yeah. So, like, things could be completely different. If they didn't rush him back for that game, maybe the team would have played better on their own. Maybe Clay wouldn't have got injured because whatever. He wouldn't have to play as many minutes. I I don't remember the exact situation on that game, but at the end of the day, you have to prepare to be good. You have to be good to be lucky. And it goes all the way backwards. To be lucky, you have to be good. To be good, you have to prepare, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I don't know. I just and f the American media, man. Well, you know what? There are some guys I really like. Like the one show I listen to, which is on TV, is PTI. Michael Wilbon's one of my favorite guys to listen yeah, to because he just tells it how it is. Yeah, even him and Cornizer have a good like rapport. But he always he said this year the Raptors team to go all the way. Yeah, and then you look at it. So on there, I this was kind of got me going. So when I think when we were down three to one or something, or when he said uh, when Fred Van Vliet said they shouldn't let us back in, or one of the guys yeah. in Boston. They posted it, and then I go to the comments of this thing, and I'm like, all right, I got some time today. So I start finding people who are saying, George like, George is hungover on Saturday oh, morning. Just I'm on Hoop he's going through all the threads. <laughs> right, go on, I just find people who say shit that I'm like, this makes no sense. They're like, 3 1, it's over, this and that. I was like, guys, there's a lot of basketball, or whatever, it was 2 1. And they're like, yeah, it's over, the raps are done. I'm like, okay, we'll see. And then something about, like, then they start going, oh, you, got, you won because of Kawhi. Okay, we won because of Kawhi, that's it, by himself, we won. But he couldn't carry that team with Paul George past. Like, look where he got bounced. Yeah, nothing so, better nothing right. better than that night oh, did last week. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> bowed out. That's the thing. is like, okay, yeah, without Kawhi, we don't win. But if it was just Kawhi, then how come he's not in the finals? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So there's a lot that goes into it. You also have Paul George, like one of the best 3 and D guys. Like one of, he's supposed to be one of the best. And he doesn't do shit in the playoffs. Playoff But P. everyone gives him, yeah, playoff P. What has playoff P done? He's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals once in Indiana. Hasn't done anything. Lost against us. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> so he hasn't done anything for his career, but how do you get the name, give himself the name Playoff P and, and underperforms more than anybody? But I remember, honestly, and I was this going- This is a big rant episode, I like it. <laughs> buddy, sh- get into it. I haven't talked basketball in a while. Um, that's the one thing that, uh, what was I say? So that day when I went in the comment section, there was the, I was caught going back and forth with a bunch of different threads. I'm just like, let me instigate some of this. Let me get some guys going. So I started commenting. And then, you know, when you like see like your, like one of my followers, one of my friends would see, you can see your friends kind of comment sometimes. Mm-hmm. So mine popped up and I, some buddies like tagged on who were like, you know, they saw me comment and they kind of wrote in. And these guys were like, oh, 2 1, whatever. And so I'm like, yeah, we're going to win the next game. It's fine. So when we won that night, I went back and commented like one of these emoji, like the, the little, I don't know emoji. And I'm like, I was like, pause or something i was like because he's like it's over i'm like pause now that thought i did this to like every comment yeah and, and then when they lost the next game these guys commented back they're like resume and then i got to the thing i was like oh this guy ain't gonna hear the end of this so two days later when they won i scrolled to the bottom of my comments and i went back at them and i was like yeah the raps are in the series and just literally for the whole week random dudes are like philly and stuff i'm going back and forth with and then as I, soon as you lost, you I turned my phone off. Yeah, deactivated Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> account deactivated. Georgie just blocked everybody. No, I actually really like it. I like getting into it and like debating yeah. people on uh, on social media. But who do you who do you want to win the uh, championship? Championship. Now? 
Denver. Like Denver, man. I kind of like Denver. Yeah. I just think they're a As a Canadian, you ha- I feel like you almost have to I also wouldn't mind Denver LeBron now. winning. Like, I want the West to win. Yeah. I don't want the East to win. I don't want the East to win either. I, I like I, Jimmy Butler, to be honest. I do like him. Like, I think he's one of the most tenacious guys. And, like, he is really good. Because, you know, he, like, he left Philly and he left the thing. When you see him play, like, the way he's playing now, like, leading this team and they've bought in. I mean, my guess is that he wasn't the problem in uh, with the Timberwolves or with Philly. Like, no. he is the leader, but nobody wants to, no to fall in line. Crazy. He's been on four teams now. Well, he could, he yeah. called out everyone on the Timberwolves yeah. for not trying. Because they don't, man. And Call then the... he called out a lot of the Sixers players as well. For well, not the Sixers trying. are a joke. Like, They're the biggest swept first you round. Like, trust, trust the process. Losers. Like, what is the yeah. process? What, what is the process done? Yeah, exactly. They haven't done anything. Uh, Anyways. I um, did at one point think that Embiid was going to be better than Giannis, though. No. Like, when they first both came in the league, you actually wouldn't say, like, Giannis is going to be the best player in the league. Oh, well, not when he first came in. Yeah. I didn't think so. You know the Raps tried to get him. Well, they're going to get him. No, but they tried to draft him. Ujiri. Wait on it. Here to your first. Oh, I, I, love when I, I, I love when our guests point at the camera. So any future guests, just point at the camera casually. It makes me so happy. Um, the Raptors is that the camera or is it hiding in the TV? Or <laughs> no, secretly. It's no, like right behind the, uh, the Raps tried to draft him. Ujiri wanted to trade for the pick, but they wouldn't do it. There's a whole, there was a whole story in like ESPN or Sports Illustrated about the guy on the Bucks who found Giannis. That's a really good story. Talks about his first year and all that stuff. And like Giannis, when he was drafted, like never been to America, like had n- knew nothing about how it works, like how, having an agent, like all this stuff. But Ujiri tried to trade up, but the guy in the Bucks, he was so set on drafting him. I think it was two spots ahead. Like he went and scouted. He went to Greece a few times, watched Giannis play, talked to him, was like we're gonna draft you. And then he ended up forming a really close relationship with this guy. Yeah. So once they drafted him, he was like his best friend because he didn't know anyone. So he was like with him all day, all night. He was an executive with the team. The team actually fired the guy like a year later. And Giannis said he's like, it turned his world upside down because he didn't realize people can get fired. Yeah. He didn't know how things worked. It's a really interesting story. And it talks about how he, like, when he came, he was like so naive. He was a little wiry kid. Like, they, no one yeah. would have thought he's going to be this good. And then now, two MVPs later, defensive player of the back year. To back to back. Also bowed out in the playoffs. Uh, I, think, yeah, <laughs> yo, I, I think I read somewhere. This is the first time the top team, back to back years with the back-to-back um, MVP has not made it to the championship. Yeah, I think he's like the only player to ever do that or something. It's like back-to-back on the top-ranked team yeah. not go to the, the finals. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that'll be a stain on his resume. But Well, I'm mind sure, you, but at the I'm same sure time, you see, you see what the governor of um, Milwaukee? Wisconsin? Wisconsin. What he just says is like, we're going to do whatever it takes to get him back here. So if they're going to dump money into the, the team so they can go into the luxury tax or if they're going to put money into... I don't know sponsorships or something from you gotta do if, if he leaves Milwaukee goes back to the bottom and nobody yeah. cares about them ever again they just built a whole new stadium and like a whole facility yeah. I think the whole like entertainment area is built around yeah. that stadium because the team's supposed to be good to be honest I know nothing about the city of Milwaukee other than Giannis and like the Bucks now obviously but uh, if they lose him like that's a huge stain to that team for the next decade because <clears throat> yeah. Giannis is gonna to be a top player for the next five MVP. to nine years five to seven years or something for sure Yeah, I can tell you as a Greek to the inside scoop, but it's a Greek mentality. Are you Greek? Here. I, I, yeah, I am. If you didn't, <laughs> didn't know, oh, generic Greek tattoos. Um, <clears throat> Greeks, I will tell you, are really proud people. If you didn't know that, if you didn't get that vibe when I that I give off, but so Giannis, like he is a guy who's like, dude, he goes back to Greece in the summer, like he walks around like Santorini, hangs out, like he's very like, I don't know, I guess he's very Greek. Because I'm getting yeah. But the point is, is that people like that though, like I I find that his personality because he's proud. He wants to be the guy to like grow the, grow a team. He's not a guy I can I 
I'm not going to guarantee it, but he's not a guy who would like go to Golden State. Like he's not going to be a guy who goes to be that, you know what I mean? He wants to be the guy and have people around him. So whether that's Wisconsin or Milwaukee or whoever, but I think for that reason, he might not leave. He doesn't want to feel like he like, I think abandoned the city and let them down. So part of me thinks he'll stay in Milwaukee his entire career. He seems like that guy. But then part of me is like, he wants to win. Like he, MVPs are sick, but like, titles are a matter right and i could see him leaving and going somewhere and they say toronto and miami i don't know how they get like well i think the people are stretching with the connection with ujiri right yeah but what about miami how do you get that miami like this is miami might might be might be the media just saying again well florida has really low state tax right so a lot of people like to go play miami and who doesn't who doesn't want to be in miami yeah so I mean, bro, who does we're the biggest Greek town here, brother? But like, Giannis wants Suvlaki's gonna come here. Look at LeBron, what he did, right? Like, you, you're, he was, I think, coming off an MVP season in Cleveland when they just got bounced by um, Boston (laughs) in the finals, and then he went to Miami, right? We teamed up with Bosch and Wade those what ten years ago now. Yeah, getting old. Eight eight to ten years ago now. So like, I could see Giannis going there. I could also see Giannis coming to Toronto, which would be the sickest thing ever. The problem is, understand to be Greek flags all over that stadium. The one thing I want to ask, and J Lock, this is good for you. What do you think it costs us to get Giannis? Because it's it's a a trade. They're not. There's no way they let him go to the deadline without an extension. I honestly think that he's going to play out the season with the Bucks. Like he's no extension. He's going to give them one last chance. He's not going to take an extension. He's going to give them one chance. And then he's going to become a free agent. Like, I honestly think he's going to do that. Okay, so if he becomes a free agent, which that's what you're saying. So the Raps have to sacrifice some contracts. Yes. Yeah, so who, th- who do you think gets... So How? interesting. I just Why looked at... Uh, you, can't, you can't afford to sign everyone. He's a max, he's a max player. Him, Fred, Siakam, Fred, yeah. and, and, and Giannis get I'm, maxes. I'm making a call right now, and I'm going to tell you, watch. As soon as the season is over, this call is going to come true. So oh, the Raps have... This is a hot take. Pal's podcast exclusive hot take. <laughs> Twenty minute mark. Put this Twenty minute mark. This is, this <laughs> is the clip. Twenty minute mark. All right, J Lack. Let's hear uh, it. So the Raps have sixty million coming off their books this off season. Yeah, so which is Ibaka. Gasol is 25 mil, 26 million or something Ibaka. like that. Ibaka is like twenty three. So you're Fred. already and then Fred has ten million coming off. He's getting Powell. max. And though. then Boucher and another guy have three million. So you okay. total it up, it's sixty two million dollars. Yep. Um, this I like right now or next year? Right, right now. now. Yeah, right yeah now. okay. So then Lowry's do next I year. I think, well, I think it's already been rumored that Gasol wants to go play in Europe. I think he's going to go play in Spain. Oh, you think so? Be, yeah, I think he's going to go play in Spain. He's done I it all here, right? And his career like, kind of there. Man, and Gasol's a beauty too. Like, I don't think I'm anybody, so happy he won. Nobody will forget yeah, his exactly. parade day. <laughs> exactly. He won the, the FIBA World Championship and he won the NBA Championship in the same offseason, and he lived it up. I know a guy. I know a guy who was on the bus on the parade. On his bus. On his bus. Oh. And this <laughs> guy I know, beers, he was know, sending it. This guy I know is a pretty Full big send. guy. Like he's probably like your height, but a little more solid. And he's like the and guy was falling like on me. 140 more pounds. <laughs> no, like he's probably like he's probably in the. I, don't know, I can't it's even like guess, but he's a big guy. And he's like because soul was falling on me, and like I could like I was trying to hold him up, and he's like, guy's a monster. Seven feet tall, just like an absolute unit. And he just, lost weight this year, but like he was a that, unit. That again, never forget with the shades on, just catching yeah. beers from the crowd, just tossing. Rose, he was drinking, he was guzzling he's Rose. The best. Yeah. He's the best. Sorry, so, uh, you so, can't. One, I love him. Whatever yeah. he does, I respect him. I have a Gasol jersey. Shout out Gasol. <laughs> so I think he's going to Spain. I think so. There's been rumors that Ibaka wants to go to Brooklyn, and that's fine. He might go to Brooklyn. It's you not, think so? It's not going to be this year, though, because Brooklyn only has a $5.7 million mid-level exception, and that's all they can do to sign a veteran. He's going to command way more money than that. Yeah, for sure. At least, at least I think the Raptors are going to sign back Ibaka <clears throat> on a one-year deal. 
They're probably going to give him 10 to $15 million. Yeah. They're also going to side Fred Van Fleet. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about him going to New York because he'll make $3 million more million a year. So he'll make $3 million more because they can offer a max of 23 and Toronto can only offer 20 for some reason. I don't know why. No, because oh. we have the Larry Bird rights with him. Yeah, but there's, the bird there's something about the fact that we can only That's offer him 21. That's why they 21. call him Bird rights. Yeah. Because of Larry Bird. I know. So, fuck. I never knew. I knew that yeah. Larry Bird was like, that was the right. Yeah. But when they said Bird rights, I never just, like, so dumb. I never associated yeah. the two. I, I, I thought Bird rights is a different thing. So, I had so, to Google because I didn't understand it. Because I, I used so to think they said so Bird. I thought they said it was birth. Yeah, birth. I'm like, I don't get birth. <laughs> I thought that was I'm like, mine, mine was bad. So I Googled it maybe like two years ago so I yeah. could understand it. Because I'm like, they always say it. I'm like, I don't understand how someone can sign more on one team than the other. I, I just don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. So if you trade the bird rights, then you can actually sign that sup- the Supermax or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can offer him a Supermax, can't we? We, we, can, we can offer him 21 a year. So how, I think How so can they is, offer him more than us? That's what I, I don't know. I don't also, know. do you go to, but then look at the team we have, look at the team New York has. So this is why he's going to sign that $2 Toronto. million? This is why I know it's already This is why I know it's a done deal already okay first of all kyle lowry is his mentor like that's his guy and they play like, the, i love their like style they're, of play. like they're yeah. brothers in arms like, like bulldogs there's a reason van fleet is the player he is now he's kyle lowry 2.0 and he will be probably better than kyle lowry you think so you think so i think i think, I think better i think point, more consistent shooter i think i think at some point in his career he may be better than he's kyle. what well, time out sorry sorry to interrupt do you know this was kyle lowry's best playoff performance was this year Stati- oh, he, statistically speaking he, he stepped up he was good last year too offensively he was not good offensively like statistically speaking, yeah. he was he had below he had produced below average stats last, last year. All playoffs, yeah. In Toronto, all his playoff stats have been below yeah, he's not his a, season he, he average. Would, he would choke a little. This bit. is the first year where he was on par with his season averages. He played and amazing. He stepped, it, it's he a shame that yeah. for the first time he stepped up in the playoffs and like we did. If he, do. Well, if he led, year, remember in Game Six of the Finals last year, he came out and scored like twenty five points. Yeah, yeah, but half. like he averaged. Like, like, that's also what he did. Averaged six, fourteen he did Game Six this time. But too, he didn't I think. need to score as much last year. He averaged fourteen points last year. Like yeah. on the season, he averaged twenty two or twenty three. I mean, I'm right. I might but be also, wrong. Michelle, correct here's me. Here's the thing, and like, I know we got to jump back to the point you're bringing up, but and I've, me and Ricky, I've always had this debate. I actually first had this debate with DB. The year, the second year we had Lowry, I said that if I, this is the second year we had him, I was at a game with DB and I'm sitting there and I was like, if I was starting a team tomorrow, Kyle Lowry would be my top, in the, if I had to pick a point guard, he would be in the top five. Like I would take him over a lot of guys. At that time, maybe Steph Curry, yeah. maybe, I didn't even know if I would have taken Dame at that time. And there was someone else and I can't remember now. But I thought at the time it was top five. You took him over Chris Paul too. Over Chris Paul, I would take him. Maybe not this year. Chris Paul's crazy. That's a crazy. statement back then. But, I don't know right, if I would have said that back Right, then. but if you actually look at his trajectory, the one thing I always liked, honestly, are his intangibles. And his intangibles are what you can't put a value on. I agree. Ricky always brings up a point, which now I see more and more. He's an annoying player. If he was against my team, I would hate him. He's like Brad Marchand. Oh, he'd be. He's like he's he'd, like Jalen. He'd be identi- identical to Brad yeah. Marchand. Yeah, he's like, but he's even like Jalen Brown. Like yeah. he's just a guy. Look at he's annoying. But if I had that, having him on my team makes you appreciate him because he like he'll do anything. He has for heart, the win. man. He Can has you heart. Imagine how frustrating to be to wa- to watch your team play against the Raptors and see Kyle taking charges twice in the game. Like I would just pull I love my how you hair just did the motion. Yeah. Pull my hair out and just be like. So to to George's point on that, I was like, there's no way he's a top five point because we had this argument about yeah. three years ago or two years. I'm like, there's no way he's a top five point guard over the last five years. So I pulled up the stats on every all the top like 15 point guards over the last five years, and I averaged out their single season stats over five years, and he is 
over the like, last five years, he's five six. Like six, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. five six. So, because you gotta remember, he's yeah. never had a full injury season. Yeah. Where he didn't play a season. He's played sixty he games. He missed one because of a hand or something. So, yeah, yeah, but he missed he still played majority of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he missed. So there's guys, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, yeah, is definitely a top five point guard, but he's missed like two seasons in the last yeah. six years. So there's a stat. You know, Steph Curry missed a full season, yeah. right? Like there's a stat called wind shares, I think. It's and like your war. Like how many, yeah. like if you take someone else on the team, wins so above. over the last eight years since Kyle Lowry started making the playoffs, he has been top five win shares out of anyone in the NBA. Any top player, five. not just point Any guard. Player, top five. He's number five. In that's so shares. crazy. That's the probably one. Of them. That's, see, that stat to me is more valuable than any other stat. Right. That's how valuable you are on a team. How many wins you produce. Uh, yeah. And, and that, that day, like, it's about winning. That's what sports are about. Winning. And that right. that's the one thing I always believed. This comment I remember what Rick said. I saved this picture because this I think you change your view on it now. But we were having a debate like two years ago, and I was like, Kyle Lowry is like an All NBA player. I think we said sec whatever. I said top. Five. I still said top five point guards. Yeah. And Rick's like, Rick, I screamed <laughs> goes, He's barely an All Star. <laughs> You know that when you you know that SpongeBob thing where that where you send different and, and capital letters and like, then you box them. Barely an all star, so I just save it and then oh, it would bring it up. But honestly, I just I think well, I guess well, sorry for the reason here. I said that because in the West he probably doesn't make the all star team. But see, to me, all star subjective. I don't like yeah, all star yeah. voting. All star yeah. means nothing to me. That does I agree with that? I, I mean, that doesn't mean nothing. But it's a fan vote. It's popularity. Whereas all NBA lineup, matters. Yeah. Like like didn't Lowry get he got second all NBA last year or third? Third last year and this year. Nothing. Uh, nothing. I didn't no. even think he got all NBA no. this year, and no. he had better stats than last year. Last last year he had, all, I think he was third team All NBA. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he wasn't, because Kawhi and uh, Kawhi made it. That was it. Kawhi was second team last year, and then this year. P no, Pascal no, was Larry was third last year. He was on. The, he was All NBA. I think. Yeah, I think he Michelle was. Had, had Can you? Final. Here's your phone. Pull it up. Or, or was it Siakam? Siakam was, was second Siakam? this year. Siakam was on. Was he? Uh, no, he he wasn't last year. He was second this year. You're right. Yeah. I. Uh, but, anyways, I honestly love. We want to jump back to the point you're talking yeah. about how Fred VanVleet's like his. And I yeah. honestly, the one thing I really go with the style of. Sorry, he was uh, all NBA third team in 2016. 2016. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. crazy that he's not been last yeah. this year. I think he should have got six time so, All Star. So, so that's like my my smallest point. Like first of all, Lowry's his mentor. Secondly, um, I think the reason you saw Fred in the starting lineup this year. Was he the best player for our team to be in the starting lineup? I'm not so sure. I, what was I our start? What was our most common starting lineup? It was well, Lowry. So and many Fred different Van ones. Fleet. We had so many. different I ones. I would have personally liked to see, and maybe even the coaches knew this. Powell in the starting lineup because mm -hmm. he's a little bit bigger. He can guard more players, uh, and then you get that scoring punch with Van Fleet, and he does. He's really good at picking rolls with the Bach off mm -hmm. the bench. The reason I think that he was a starter this year, and they never derailed from that fact. <clears throat> is because they knew he wanted to be a starter and they knew, okay, he's becoming a free agent. Ah. We're going to give you that opportunity. You're going to be a starter this year. Yeah. Okay, so... It's huh. actually a good point because they could have came Raptors, off the, put the him Raptors off the bench. have done so much for his career that oh. there's no chance he's going he's gonna to bail on us. First of all, we gave him a nice contract a hot for take. him to get the opportunity to be where he is now. Did they give him, what, 33 mil over three years or something No, like we that? gave him 10 over... Three years or something, Some of which, that. which at the time was well, well for, for us, what for our, well, we paid him, we he got was the full value player, right? And then we put him in the line light, line light, and we give him the opportunity to now become that player that yeah. could get a max from New York. So I don't think he's leaving. He's not. So, there's no, no but we, 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 we got to. We could have put him on the bench, gave him 22 to 25 minutes a game, let him average 
eight to ten points a game, and there's no way he gets a max. Right, exactly. But it's like you give him the opportunity because I think this postseason he averaged eighteen yeah. or something. Like so seventeen. They're, yeah. they're telling him he had a sick playoffs. Yeah. Like, listen, you're you're our point guard of the future, Fred. Right. Yeah. So they're going to well, Kyle's also him. at thirty four now. Fred's going to. I think Kyle t- retires with Toronto. Yeah. Maybe maybe he doesn't. We don't I resign so in a couple of years, and he goes somewhere for a couple like this, like twilight yeah, it's years. Yeah, just to make some bank, yeah. right? So we go to Orlando and sign those stupid big contracts. So we have sixty two mil. So Fred will get twenty of that. Uh, I think Ibaka is going to get 10 to 15 of that. Um, I think they're signing. I think it's already a done deal. They're signing Montrez Harrell. Like he's he's coming to the Raptors. Really? Yeah. He already followed. How do you, how do you he know? Followed their Instagram account the other day and then followed a bunch of Raptors. <laughs> Wait, what? And the size coveted him for a while. And he doesn't. Him and Lou Williams do not like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Like it's open. It's open. Wait, what? That, yeah, they don't like them because the day that they came into the locker room. They didn't like the fact that the Clippers had already been like a decent team last year and they just came in and they're like, oh, you know, we're, we're the guys now. They didn't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So there was a lot, there was a lot of shitty chemistry. Between Man, I feel them. like Jaylax on like the Honestly, gossip. Honestly, I love, the NBA <laughs> gossip I love hearing this stuff because he knows this stuff. Like yeah. he reads on this all the time. So, so like, Harold, Harold, I would never have known this. Like, he yeah. secretly has Harold followed the raps and liked a bunch of accounts. I would did. never know that. And they're going to give him 20 and they're probably going to do a one year deal or maybe they give him a three year deal so that they're able to afford Giannis. But how crazy is that lineup going to be but now? That's You're so gonna big have, though. Is that? Insane. But like, well, everyone's going small. Wouldn't that be a problem to have Montrezl, Siakam, Ibaka, and Giannis? But Siakam, Harrell, Siak. So in the year, a year after, it'll be Harrell, Siakam, and Giannis. And remember, Giannis can play center. He can play point guard. He can play point guard. Yeah, Siakam play any position. Anyway, Siakam can play point guard too. Yeah. So that that <laughs> team funny. is not going to be a big team because they can all handle the ball. They can hand... So, okay, that's actually interesting because they would, be the, the they would be the opposite of Houston. Houston is a lot of ball handlers that are small. If we go ball handlers that are big, you know where you stop them. With, like, How defensive you, yeah. prowess What's across it? the board. Like, that would just be the most Man, you fearsome... When you tell me that I feel like with you should OG, be in the organization. Like, the but yeah, uh, Jay, like I'm just Fred. listening to this. I'm like, there's so many sports podcasts. I know that I'm just trying to like, get you on just to talk basketball. No, like, but that's crazy. From the like, stands, hey, our boy Sean Stansfield and his brother. Here's your next guest. That's interesting. I never thought about that. There was a funny thing just to kind of jump a bit. Um, there was a video on Instagram and it was like... Uh, um, what Siakam sees when he's dribbling, and it's just a guy spinning in circles because you know Siakam does like spin and drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the video is just a guy spinning in circles, and then he shoots it. He it's so, so many because you know what he does. He drives, plants, spins, spins goes up for yeah. the off the glass Always. layup, and he missed like so many of those. But he didn't do that this playoffs because that's my point. He was out of shape. He didn't no, even but spin. Even when he did it, yeah, it, was, it was bad. But he wasn't. He wasn't hitting those layups, and he was like yeah, those yeah. times he'd hit the layup. No foul. He'd get the foul. No, no basket. It's like, yeah. oh come on. I'm we not need a worried three about point him player. at all. He's coming no, back next year stronger. I think. Uh, I think he's I'm gonna. Be, if anything, it'll help. Him, I think yeah, it'll I, be a humbling well, moment. It's perfect. For yeah. Him. Well, Everyone man, again, needs to go he, through came, learning moments. Right? He was a second rounder, G League champion, most improved NBA second team. Like, what more do you want from this guy? Yeah. If you think about how that's the raps, a rags to riches story, man. Like, hundred yeah. percent. Fred Van Vliet too. Like, if you actually look at the development, Boucher as well. Like, if you look at the development of our team, I could Fred, be wrong because I'm like, I don't know every other league. But like, basketball is not a sport where like the G League well, historically no. it was it used to be called what the it was. It's the, not like hockey. It was the uh, what was the league before? Anyways, um, guys didn't yeah not like hockey or the AHL. You can get guys up to the farm like. It wasn't really a farm system, right? You just get your five guys, you fill your bench with the veterans. 
the Raps probably are one of the few teams that like actually have put money into like developing their guys because Fred VanVleet and Siakam came from there. Norm Powell put time down there. Um, Boucher, I think, played there because I think I saw, I saw him play at the 905 game once. Actually, that, not, not Hollis Boucher Jefferson was the MVP like the year. I think Hollis Jefferson Siakam played down there. Hollis Jefferson. Yeah. Hollis Jefferson. Hollis Jefferson. He was. He was I like MVP, Hollis Jefferson. And he was the defensive player of the year in the G League. Yeah. Boucher. <laughs> He, so I think he's got potential, <laughs> eh? I think Bouger's got some potential. I think so, too. So I, he's so skinny, though. Like, He'll probably get he's like five so mil. thin. He's got to put some weight on. Man, I swear the guy's like seven feet tall and like 200 pounds. He's like, yeah, but he kind of looks like eat all those pizzas that George has here from last night. <laughs> I put him on blast, AJ. Like, eh, 2, 2 a.m. pizzas, right? <laughs> no, I was like 9, 9 p.m. I woke okay. up at 9 a.m. and had some more. So, j just to recap, the hot takes are... Sign Ibaka to a one-year deal, one 10, year deal, 10 mil. You probably run 10 no, to 15. No, he'll get more than that. Okay, probably so Gasol, Gasol is going back to Europe. Gasol is going back to Europe. Van Vliet's Van getting, getting re-signed. How, 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 many, how many years? I think five Three years? years? Three to it's five. Three to five at max? Or like a four with an option. Or maybe they give him an extended deal as long as they can just to say, okay, yeah, you'd get more with the next on a four-year deal, but here's... I don't know the actual... Okay, okay. I don't know the actual... Okay, you're not that much of an schematics behind like the legal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then Montreal maximize the dollars, and then Harold's coming here for like eighteen million. Eighteen. So those are four players plus Gasol. Yeah. Eighteen leaving. to twenty-three. So wow, that's maybe these are like your hot takes, deal. guys. You heard it here, <laughs> Harold's Pals Podcast exclusive. Bro, if this happens, it's crazy. Oh, it's gonna be nuts. This story. But you actually think Harold's a center or power forward? Uh, he plays both small forward, power forward. Yeah, he's like an undersized power forward, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you always know, the worry about him is he's that they call them tweeners, right? The guys that are that are smaller power forwards. <laughs> that's what they what call them tweeners? tweeners. That's what they're tweeners. called. Man, I honestly, I'm excited. I just want basketball to come back. Like I couldn't get into the it. Like, watching it the bubble, man. I couldn't like it. Didn't I? Don't know. I wasn't as excited watching games. Like not yeah. seeing fans and like not not, not being going. able to be there. Yeah. Like we were in Miami cheering on the raps over Christmas break and we had so much fun just beaking back and forth with people. Oh, that guy yeah, was the worst. You guys went all over last year for the championship too. Didn't oh, yeah. You go down we to, to Oakland? Yeah, we went yeah. to Oakland. Yeah. I saw... We went to enough games, man. I and saw you know what? This three is a, games in the finals. Yeah, this is a good trick. My you know, dad went to every game. One. My dad get, went... My dad said this. So my dad was going to go. I, I don't know if I've told this story here before, but... So how... Why we went to Oakland was I was supposed to go to Vegas for my brother's bachelor party. And it was, I was supposed to go on the Thursday. And the Raps were playing in Oakland on Wednesday. So I was like, I asked my brother, I was like, yo, would you care if I just I'm, I fly out, I'll meet you guys down there? He's like, oh, it's fine. I go to my dad, I walk into his office, and I was like, I was like, you wanna go to Oakland? He's like, how much? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm like, looked up tickets and the flights, and it was like reasonable considering. Yeah. No, the, the, the tickets are more expensive here. <laughs> yeah, tickets are more expensive, but still. still I used points on my flight. Yeah, still very expensive. I, no, because I didn't pay for my hotel, points for the hotel, points for the flight. Tickets were still pretty crazy. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Like, man, once in, a, <laughs> once in a lifetime to go see the I agree. Open, I, did, so, I did it too. So then I called Rick and I was like, yo, we're going to Oakland. He's like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll see you there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Rick's like, oh, yeah, it's cheap. No, me, no. <laughs> me and my dad were talking about it too. And then when Georgie, like, I was literally already looking at tickets and George comes like, yo, I might go to the game. I was like, bro, I'm literally already looking at tickets. Yeah. I'll buy them right now. Boom, done later. Yeah. So Catch we those went, points. So Rakuten. Got a little 10% back from Ticketmaster. <laughs> Get him to sponsor us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sponsor. <laughs> Cash up. back. But uh, my dad, we were talking because I watched game six with them. Um, and I didn't get, I didn't celebrate. Like, I wasn't out downtown for game six. I yeah, sat I home, had dinner, watched it, and went to bed at like 10 o'clock. Like the weirdest way to celebrate, but I sat with my parents because I had to go to Ottawa the next day for work, which is the biggest yeah. waste of time. So I theory I could have gone out. But my dad what? was at home. You don't remember where you oh, were no, for I was game at my buddy's six? place. I was holding a purple crystal for good luck. <laughs> 
and everyone was like, everyone was like surrounding me, and I was like, "This is the good luck crystal." And then when they won, they're <laughs> all like, on. "The crystal." <laughs> They, uh, <laughs> my, my dad was saying he's like he was debating flying like last minute but he had yeah. a meeting the next day as well so my dad went to like every game of the finals he stayed for two games in Oakland so my mom went down to meet him after for one and uh, he's like the day of the game the game six like should I go I was like dad just, you're not gonna go like man just let's watch the game together and I could see him like itching he's like a, the, he's a diehard Raptor fan like he's like kind of how you are but he's more so just like he's he just loves the sport yeah he's, he's watching Ricky it. knows this it's, yeah. when you say when you there's, a, there's a, a term called pulling a Chris. If you're at a game and they're playing bad, he'll walk out of the game. <laughs> he left one time. Me and him went to a game I've this start before. Some we were at a fan, game, but I'll never leave. I have to do no, it. No, I can't. When it's bad, so, I have to I turn it off. I can't watch them. I can't like. Yeah. Uh, so we were at a game once, and me and my dad were there, and we're watching. And it's like I don't know, like a Monday or Tuesday night. I think DeRozan was still around. This is 2017. They're playing Miami, I think. Maybe. Maybe top of the game with thing hit the half the half court shot to come no, back. No, uh, that one I left. I, uh, no, there's I one was, where your dad left where they ended up coming no, back. Yeah. My parents left early too to beat the, the Dallas traffic. game where they came back by like thirty. No, it was a game where we, they were down by like something stupid at halftime, twenty five. But when I was going to the game, I was like, man, I've never seen DeRozan go off. I want to see him score like forty five points tonight. So we get there, watching the game up till the first quarter, down like ten, then down twenty. But as like we're leaving, I was like, what? I was like, I'm like, man, they're gonna come <laughs> back. Half. We walked out of half. He's like, "You either come with me now, or you're taking the take, take the train home or something." And I was like, "I was like, are you serious?" That's his dad. My dad left. My dad left. We put the radio on the whole way home, and it starts coming back, climbing back. The Rosen ends the game with like 48 points, and they came back to win like on a last second three. Missed all of that. Yeah. Like I was so mad. So oh now, my like my God. daddy, I, I'm the opposite. I stick through to the very end, and I'll stand and I'll still clap at the end, even no matter how bad they play. Because I'm like, you know what? If I have a bad day at work, I wouldn't want people booing me. So, That's so nice of you, Ricky. man. If they're having a bad day, I'm gonna cheer them on no matter how bad they play. And I'll this never, got a good I, heart. I never talk shit about the Leafs, Raptors, or TFC because no matter what, like, sorry, let me rephrase that. If if I know they didn't try, like there was a couple years where the Leafs were trying to tank, the Raptors were like trying to tank. That's different because you know it's not on the players. It comes from the top and it goes down. If the president and the GM and they want to tank because they want those good picks. It goes to the players. Like remember the Phil Kessel days where he's putting up forty goals and people are still beaking him. It's like, what do you want the guy to do? Put up forty goals. He did his he job. He was supposed to be our savior. We were oh, supposed yeah. to win okay, the cup every year. He was a, here. Give me a break. So Leafs. he man, these guys are still trying. And I got into an argument at a rap. This is um, a side note, but at a Leaf game. So we're playing like Colorado somewhere. We're losing three two. It's like a decent game. And yeah. there's a guy the next row over just beaking. Yeah. And I'm with a buddy of mine. I can't remember who I was with. And I was like, yo, man, just shut up. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, they're playing like trash. It's 3-2. Like, we're down by a goal. Like, what is wrong? <laughs> oh, Anderson can't save a beach ball. I'm like, then you fucking get in there. You go save it. Buddy. Let's see what you can do, you yeah, idiot. Exactly. And this guy's straight from work, too. coming like, from a goalie, yeah. too, by the way. Like, goalie. He's got his construction boots on, like, pants, like, covered in, like, plaster and stuff. And I'm like, man, sit down. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? I literally got up and, like, the guy beside me, like, not my buddy, like, the go other guy beside me got up with me. He's like, sit down. I'm like, yeah, you By got the way, me, speaking about you being a goalie, the one year, I think it was maybe one year we played in a, on a men's league team together, one or two years. The one, no, the one year you came to play with our team, we won the whole Canada men's league championship. No big deal. Oh, Canada men's league championship? Like, no, Ontario. We won Ontario. ASHL. No, we won Ontario. Oh, then we got invited we to We got Canada. invited to go yeah. to Regina to play yeah. in the final. What? That was my that was what my was glory 20, moment in sports. I hadn't like I'd scored like maybe four goals all year. <laughs> Sweeney carried that team. And Andrade, Brandon Andrade. 
Final, final game, I score the game-winning goal on a wraparound. The whole bench clears. Come on. He, like, leaves his net. Everyone's, like, down the ice. Overtime like, or something, yeah. Wraparound goal. goal. There's, there's a whole period and a half left. Oh. <laughs> These guys are clearing the bench. Yeah, that was left. nuts. I remember that. It was, was an Oakville. It was an Oakville final game. That was, like, your peak sports moment that was in Oakville. I think it was, yeah. So we won our night. So we played at Etobicoke Ice Sports. We won our night. If you win your night, you have to play the for the building championship. So in our night, we won these little pullovers. Then mm. the building championship, we won something else. Remember when we got rinsed by that team where there was the professional guy that played in Europe? Yeah, and he, he was taking a guy with like the shots, red shirt and the and red. Just like, oh and this guy, no, I'm not getting in front like, of these. Walk There's over no the blue chance. line and just rip it. I couldn't even move. I'm like, this guy's <laughs> really? got a shot like an NHL player. Just come over and just rip it. And everyone and he was like 35. He wasn't the fastest dude, but he could just rip. And yeah. I got dusted. But like this guy was going top corner. It was like a hundred mile an hour puck, like minimum. Yeah, and Ricky would just like just step out of the Like it's not worth it for men's league. So anyway. So we won our building, and then after our building, we played in Oakville at the Oakville Ice Sports, and it was a championship. So I remember I missed the first game, and I think Belak played for me one of the games. Maybe, yeah. And like, I, I love Belak. You're one of the boys, but I think I'm, I might be a little bit Shout better than Belak. Yeah, I might be a little bit better than Belak in that. So or maybe it wasn't Belak. Maybe it was someone else. So, <laughs> You're going to hear about that on the podcast. <laughs> so we, we ended up losing the first game. I came the second, third game. We won, and then the finals, we played this team. And was, I remember we won 3-2 because at the end, there was a scrum in front of them, like sticks everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. And we won those those bags. Remember those Under Armour bags? Yeah, I still have those. So do I. I got mine for baseball. Huh? <laughs> that was fun. the end of my hockey career, by the way. I tore my ankle next season playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, eh? I played one season of hockey. Lambda Chi Alpha when I was at Western. Men's League. George, you could, you could take a slap shot. Spring my ankle first game. Went on crutches. Hockey career over. That's it. Eh? <laughs> Literally played like one game. I got, I, my clapper's okay. Yeah, you got a clapper. You can take a clapper. That's, That's about all right. I can do. I'm terrible at hockey. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll start. B- well, you mentioned Belak. What's his, pod- his podcast? The Andrew Belak show. The Andrew yeah. Belak show. And yeah. honestly, shout out the Andrew yeah, Belak show. Out, and J-Lock, shout out to your episode. I listened to it on the way over here. Because I've listened to a lot of his, but I don't sometimes make it through the whole thing. Just because I'm trying to listen to hundred, yeah, yeah excuse we get it. It'd be like well, he doesn't no, listen. Just in general, like I try and listen as many support as many podcasts as you can, but I only have so many hours in a day to yeah. listen to podcasts. Um, but I listened to this one and I, you were great on it, start to finish. You know, you speak. Appreciate you're very that. well spoken to. Like I say, like every other word almost, and I do this on a regular basis. You don't, and I don't think you said like at all. So funny story about that. I don't. I don't say like. But I say yeah a lot, and I have to like withhold myself from doing it. Yeah. Because so, before the show, Belak's like, because we did like a pre-recording, but he's like, don't say yeah after someone speaks. Just let them back. speak. I do that a lot <laughs> when I'm when someone's talking. If I agree, I'm like yeah. But I'm like, why am I saying yeah? Like they're talking. I don't have to say that. Just nod the head, look at the camera, do a double <laughs> point. The finger guns. Shout out Sarah Winter. Shout <laughs> finger guns. Did you hear that story? I watched that, that one. Did you yeah. watch, Did you hear the yeah. finger gun story? Uh, I think where she's like, it was like an awkward conversation and she didn't like, just finger gun their way out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's good. Yeah. So she, she has like seven you watch ones her, or something. Yeah. She's I watch her, I watch her golf swings like on her, on Instagram. She posted like piss missiles. Dude, she hits like her swing is so perfect. Like it like, there's no fluck. I don't even know. It's so smooth. It's just a nice, it doesn't even look like she's swinging that hard either. Yeah. And she just crushes them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's competing in Miss Universe Canada. Wow. Yeah, and she o- decided to do November, it. November, I think. Yeah, I saw some on Instagram. So when she when she decides to do that, and when she's in the thick of things, maybe we'll get her back on. 
Gotta get off for a round of golf. Yeah, so she'll <laughs> embarrass dust us. us. She'll yeah, embarrass so she can us. dust us. George, George has a good swing too. Um, I'm just learning that. the sport, but me and Jay like are good partners, though. All right, Dean, we, cause we, we got my high together. handicap. Yeah, but fun. you can. When I see one thing, I think is I actually I think I am good at when I any sport I play with my, whoever's on my team, I can get the best out of them. I fire them up. When someone's against me, I can get oh, them down. You don't fire me up. What? Because you don't need the firing up. I played like the best <laughs> front booms. nine of the year with you. Right. So when I play like my, okay, the biggest one, Shella Yanni, my brother. When me, it's usually me, Rick, John, and Yanni will go play or something. Or me, my brother, and, and Ricky's brother. And me and John are pretty similar golfers. John can crush the ball compared to me. But he, we're like score-wise similar. My brother was more, ta- has, I think is more skilled and can be a better golfer than me. Like he's more athletically built. But the mental part is where I get more so athletically He's a mental built. midget. <laughs> he, like, when, yeah, when I, yo, he's like, honestly, he's really good. He's really talented with golf. Yeah. But if I'm on his team, I just gas him up the whole time. Just pump his tires, pump his tires. And he's like the best golfer ever. But then when I'm against him, I just, mental warfare. I just go <laughs> at him. And I'm just like, every shot I get in his head. But yeah, that's why I was when I joined my team. Like I, you, you fired me up. But then when you started getting going, you hit some good drives. I was hitting some shots. I was like, where are these coming from? They were like sticking it on the green. What was that one hole? I stuck net, it on the green the, on a the, par, par five. five. And I had a net, net albatross. Net albatross. <laughs> Do you even know what an albatross is, Rick? It's like a net. It Three under par. Handicap, so you if, have, a, if you have a five, yeah. if it's a par five, you got a two. It was crazy. So no, I got a three. Got a no, three. no, an eagle's a, a three. Oh, no, sorry. I got you a had a birdie. birdie. Got you had a birdie. natural yeah, birdie. Yeah, yeah. Got two strokes. And his par five is long. It's 550 yeah. yards. So, like, he had, like, yeah, he made the putt. That, so, that, it was a net, yeah, yeah, net two. Net two, which is crazy. <laughs> that gave us three strokes. Anyways, we, uh, yeah, good teammate. I get people fired up. Not Rick, though. I'm just there to have a good time. Have a couple, <laughs> have a couple bevies. Man, we played in Arizona. That was a good time. Yeah. Rick was. <laughs> I was on one. <laughs> line up, watching him line up a putt was the funniest I was thing I've ever on seen. one. What did you guys think of Arizona? My, my folks have had a place. That, that's your spot, AJ. I love it. I like I it. I love it. I actually think it's the, personally between there and Florida, like if a lot of people have like, you know, they have they do vacations in Florida or vacation homes, whatever it is. So I think Florida was always really big. It was a really popular one because it's you know, warm, but easy it's to get close, to. It's close, right? But Arizona, I think my, my opinion, I prefer like the, how it is and the weather and everything. I like dry heat. Like I don't like mm-hmm. the humidity. I, I, I loved Arizona. That was sick. I had a blast in Arizona. I've been there twice now. Both times, I've had an absolutely amazing time. Yeah, went for awesome. Sweeney's. We some, went for are, some are not for the podcast, but we'll, yeah, yeah, we won't we won't share those podcasts. <laughs> one thing I like about like Scottsdale or Arizona versus like Florida, for example, is like every time you book a flight down there, it's always sunny. Like yeah, yeah. you can get down to Florida sometimes if you're going down for a weekend. Rain, your whole re- weekend's ruined yeah. because of rain. The other thing I well, like I about it too, too is it's like too, very right? active. There's so many things to do. There's like hiking. It's not just like sitting on a beach, which I can't do anymore. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a beach guy anymore. Really? I've seen so many different beaches. They're all the same. It's an Whoa. ocean and Whoa. a beach. <laughs> Let me stop. They're right all there. the same. Let me stop you right there. Have you been to Greece? <laughs> I have been to Greece. Okay, but okay. But here's what I'm saying. You get to the beach. You're, you, you want Giannis out. to come here and you're going to insult us like that? <laughs> you get to the beach and you look out. And it's the same thing because it's just an ocean. No, it's different. <laughs> Greece, That's my best opinion. beach in the world. Hey, teach the <laughs> The thing I like about Florida is that there is a lot of different things to do in Florida. There's so many different cities. Like you go two hours north, you're in Orlando. You can go to Tampa. You go, I'm talking about from Fort Myers at least. You go an hour south, you're in the, in the Everglades. You go an hour and a half east, you're in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. There's so, if you go four or five hours up north you're at the tip you're at like Jacksonville yeah Yeah, there's so much to do in Florida but I I do agree Arizona is sick too just completely different right one's a desert one's a beach I love it one's surrounded by water one has no water 
<laughs> yeah, I want to jump back because we got a little digression there. We talked about for somehow from going <laughs> saying like to talking about Scott. Yeah. So we're all over the place. Well, yeah. Let's bring that one back. Hey, we we got to make this podcast exciting because <laughs> what I'm going to talk about later is very boring. No, man. Yo, that's but that's what's interesting. And I actually, wait, time. I had a perfect segue when we were talking about the Raptors sports, but then you guys kept going. I was like, oh, they're well, finances. Yeah, oh, I was like, well, it cost us a lot of money. Go speaking about finances. We got to we got to get our money back. So that boom. I could tell you were kind of ready. I was but then we kept going. I was like, there goes my segue. Got to. Like I had the opportunity there. Like, oh, be like money. Let's go. But actually, funny enough, I, I, uh, um, when I was, I told Ricky Reese, I'm like, we were, we were gonna get you on a long, long time ago, and then it didn't happen. Then we said, let's get you on. But the time that, like, for me, where I actually got, found it really interesting is when I was talking the golf course, and you're explaining what you do and all that stuff. And honestly. Like you made a joke that it's not, it's gonna be boring. I actually found it very exciting because you like when people speak passionately about what they do. You can make candles. I mean, you can do whatever. You can be a guy who paints walls. If you're excited about it and you like speak with passion, it conveys it, and then people get excited. Like I'm in cleaning, and when I, sometimes when I talk to people, they're like, "Oh, this is really interesting. You really like cleaning?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> cleaning's boring." But like, it, I think it's who who yeah. talks about it, how you talk about it. It's kind of the exciting thing. So I mean, like to your point, I don't think what, what you do is boring. I mean, the way you. Talk about it and the way you take your perspective on it, you explain, yeah. which I'm sure you can explain now more. Yeah. It's really interesting. Well, I think in well, general. Start, start off, tell us what yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I joined up with a wealth management firm last year. And I think for. for What's it called? It's called Mowbray Wright Financial. Um, and your position is? My position is a financial advisor. So essentially what I do, I find like not a lot of people know what a financial advisor is. I mean, some might if they have a financial advisor, but a lot of millennials in general don't really know what a financial advisor truly does. They think, okay, you're a financial advisor. You're the money guy. Like you're there. Manage your money, Mike. Yeah. You're, you're there to like invest in stocks for me, but it, but that's really like one of like many pillars um, that I'm responsible for. So at the end of the day, my job is to help clients through good advice hit their long-term goals. So, I mean, that sounds very vague, but all I'm doing is I'm taking their life, I'm doing a discovery meeting with them, I'm learning everything about them. What are their short-term goals? Do they want to buy a house in three years? Do they want to buy a house in five years? Can they afford to buy a house? Um, you know, are they properly insured? Uh, are they a business owner? How are they structured? Are they, are they optimizing the way they invest from a tax perspective, or are they just throwing away money to the government, mm -hmm. right? So. What you're really, what I really am is more of like an organizer and manager of like somebody's personal finance. And it's my job to add value through giving them advice so that over time their wealth grows, right? So you watch a lot of these uh, Quest Trade commercials and I'm going to bring them up. Um, Quest Trade, like, like wealth simple, same kind of thing. Yeah. So, the, but, the, but they've been knocking advisors a lot because they're knocking the fact that their fees, the fees and you watch yeah. the commercials. They're like, you're, you're still a dad's guy, right? Like, you know, I'm not paying any money oh, through Quest that. Trade. Yeah. 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 So they're good because they're they're allowing um, they're driving so they're driving down the overall cost of the or client. The everyone's everyone's becoming more competitive, so mm -hmm. they're driving down the overall cost in general. So everyone's kind of you know fund companies are are lowering their fees, you know advisors are lowering their fees. They're making the industry more competitive, which is good for the end client. But what they're doing, in my opinion, is they're deterring people from actually seeking out good advice. Because if you work with Quest Trade or you work with Well Simple, you know you're thinking, okay, I, I got my investing covered because I'm paying 0.5% or 50 basis points, and and it's cheap, so that's all I need, right? Mm -hmm. But you're missing that the value of advice. Yeah. You're missing that person to hold you accountable, to hit, to save, to hit your goals, 
to tell you not to do things when you're when you're how making to maximize mistakes. your like your tax opportunities stuff like various everything things. yeah yeah so so what I really what I really tell people and I didn't come up with this by the way there's a very there's a very famous advisor that's written a lot of books his name is Nick Murray and he believes in behavioral psychology when it comes to like investing and he's like your whole business should be based off of behavioral psychology if you're approaching a situation with a client and saying you're going to make money in the stock market you're 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 already out like mm-hmm. you're going to sell your client on the fact that they're going to make money over time you can't predict that you can't control what the markets are going to do mm-hmm. what you could can control is the advice and the behavioral coaching over time that's going to help them not make the big mistake and cripple their retirement mm-hmm. that's that's so interesting you say that because there's such a connection and there's so many people and we can use this right now with COVID. that when the market took a hit so many people panicked sell, and sell, sold sell, yeah. right and those and, are the ones that are kicking themselves now. yeah because you gotta remember it's almost back to where it was i think if i'm oh, not mistaken back. right it's, it's so some of them the are US markets up this year actually. yeah it's some so- of them are even higher but it's like the people that sold they're probably kicking themselves where it's like and i'll let you get into this yeah. but for me i all the stocks i own are all ones that companies that I think are big that I want to hold on to for the long term. And then yeah. when I need the money, I'll take those out and they pay good dividends and, and whatever. But if I sold, I would have taken like a 30% hit on my entire so, like, capital. So imagine this, imagine you're, you're a, uh, you know, 56, 57 year old and you're looking to retire in three years. This COVID thing comes along, you panic. You don't have an advisor to control your emotions. The computer you, tells you to sell. Whatever. And you, and you and you sell everything. You go to cash, and then the market rebounds by sixty percent. That yeah. person probably just ruined his entire retirement with one mistake. Yeah, one mistake that I could have helped him not make. Yeah. So in my or her, it's twenty twenty, right? Him or her. So uh, in my opinion, I mean, I'm obviously People biased because I'm an advisor, but I think everyone needs good advice. The other thing too, like, like when you think about, uh, I think you, we were talking about this the other day. It's like so hard to do things on your own because your emotions are always yeah, running in your different own directions. Enemy. You're your own worst enemy, mm-hmm. right? So to have someone as a backstop to kind of control those emotions, I think is, is, is key. Yeah, that's on that kind of point. Um, and you even made this point in the, about the question commercial. I sell you with dad's guy. And, and it's funny you bring that up because I think one of the things young people, I mean, we're, we're all young adults, but when you're young, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I would go to my dad and say, you know, who manages the money or who did you invest with? Who do you bank with? Who do you this, that? Most people you get in, in areas of that, whether it's finance. I mean, hell, even when you vote, typically you say, your parents tell you when you're first time voting, it's what your parents believe, it's what you believe. But I think that's, there's a fallacy there because my dad's, what, like the guy he's with and that manages whatever, invests for him or my parents, they've been working for a long time. So their, their time horizon was kind of aligned, the advice, they knew what it was. I'm very different than my dad. Mm-hmm. So what I want is very different. My risk tolerance is very different. How I see things, all this stuff is different. So going to the same guys because they go by default doesn't necessarily mean it's the right fit. So, um, and not only that, like when you, to the point of behavior and like, you know, your own worst enemy, having somebody I think, and I started to realize a little bit more recently and I'm, um, but having someone you can bounce your ideas off of or ask, what should I do? And they kind of keep you focused. Like, again, that person is typically like your parent because they're the ones that talk to you about money. So you go to them and say, what should I do? Again, their goals are different. So the advice they're giving you is not necessarily unbiased. So like, I mean, as an example, I had a money in like a mutual fund and it was down in the year and I was looking at the market rebounding and I was like, hmm. I'm like, I can sell this for a loss, take this money out. And I think these, like the stocks I was investing were doing well. Mm-hmm. I asked my dad, I said, would you do this? Like, do you think my chance of getting the return back here will happen or here? Like, which, which return would be greater? If I sell, take a loss here, but I'll make, I'll recoup it in this. 
And his view was don't never sell for a loss. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I looked at what the thing, the mutual fund made up and it was because RBC put it in there and they said, this is good. And I'm like, this thing is not growing. It's losing yeah. money. So see, his advice was different. I didn't listen to him. I did my thing and I made it that's back. Because it was, that's threefold. because he was with a bank. Right. <laughs> no, but it's true, right? Like it's very true. And like, I mean, not to knock banks, but like yeah. it's a very different model as well. They're more like it's big systems. They go yeah. as conservative as they can. And they're, you know, it's more, I think, generic versus more personalized. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think that to the point of being your own worst enemy, and it's also hard to have someone who has the same vision or goals as you. So any advice you're getting from anybody, yeah. if you're not an advisor or someone super close to you at the same time horizon, it's going to be biased and it's not going to yeah. be necessarily for you. Yeah. 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 Not to, not to knock the banks either. Like there's, there's a lot of good advisors that work for banks, yeah. right? But um, I think people get you know, excited by the notion that they want to work with a big Canadian bank because they know about like the security behind it. Uh, I myself, we're, we're independents. We're an independent financial planning firm. So that means we are fully incorporated and we're our own bosses, right? At the bank, if you work for the bank, your own advisor, you run your own list of clients. Sure, they're your clients. But at any point in time, that bank can say, you know what, we're going to salary you and, you know, uh, we're going to take all your clients. They could do whatever they want, right? Oh. So the bank... There's a lot of bias behind the scenes that people don't see. Because I worked for the bank. I actually, you know, I worked for a bank advisor. There's a lot of bias behind the scenes that people don't realize that client, that client, they're doing things that may not, may not be in the client's best interest because the bank has told them to do so. Through an obligation to your employer. Through an obligation to your employer. Whereas Mm -hmm. my obligation is to myself. Actually, no, my obligation is to my clients. At the end of the day, I only care about my clients succeeding. Mm-hmm. Right. So it always perplexes me. I think I had one phone call in, in COVID of, of someone panicking one, which is pretty crazy because I've, I've told everyone that I'm a behavioral coach and the markets are going to go down. And when they go down, you're going to call me and you're going to panic and I'm going to tell you to hold on. Yeah. Right. And the same is true when, you know, euphoria is spiking and everyone's jumping on weed stocks or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to tell you to sell those, right? <laughs> like I'm going to be like your, your guidance and yeah. like your, I'm going to be your, um, your, your center of, um, kind of your center of gravity, right? Yeah, yeah. Bringing keep, you, keep, keep in line. Keeping you in line. Uh, so I had one person call and panic and luckily they didn't go to cash. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's like, it, it's funny that they're calling me to do this. It's like, I only want to see you succeed. So if I'm saying that you shouldn't sell, it's because I want you to succeed. It's not because I want you to stay invested in, and you know, we lose money. Yeah. You know, lose money right like we succeed together what uh so on that point too when i talk about like lower fees when you see those quest trade commercials or those well simple commercials or whatever the fee is the only thing binding you to the client where you grow together so if you think if you're gonna if you're gonna charge less fees then you're basically saying that you don't care about that relationship as much in in a sense right like if you think about it what is binding you to that client? What is binding that relationship, right? The fees play a role in that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't charge really high fees, like very reasonable. All the money that I think this is a good point for millennials who are always like fearful of like approaching an advisor. They always think they have to write a check or, you know, give the advisor money out of pocket. Doesn't work like uh, pocket doesn't work like that. The fees come off the money that's already invested, right? So over time, if that client makes, you know, 8% over the long term, and you charged 1% fee over that long term, they made 7% net, but it came off of the accounts. You're not actually writing a check to anyone <laughs> and you're getting the benefit of the advice. You're getting the benefit of that, uh, that advisor helping you reach 
your goals, right? Yeah. And some stuff can get very complicated when you get around tax rules with second and third properties and what do I do with this? And so there's a case this year where I ended up landing a client um, where we used our tax specialists at one of our fund partners and they gave this client really good advice on how to elect one of their properties as their principal residence and how to save like a chunk of tax, right? So if you're just investing on your own, you don't get that outside advice that can end up being critical to maximizing your wealth over the long term. Yeah, that's that's interesting too because <clears throat> like one thing that I actually do believe and I did kind of during COVID, that's why I took my money and managed it myself from, from the banks. Because um, at the end of the day, I do believe that you, like nobody will manage your money the way you, like no one will care about it as much as you care about it, obviously. Um, but obviously like, I'm still, now that I've spoken to you about this more than this conversation, like I'm seeing a different side as well. You can see that somebody like is passionate about what they do and wants to grow. Um, shit. I, fucking forgot about that. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. Um, I caught, that, I caught that at the beginning and I was looking, I, I was like, I actually had a point. I just said, you were like, he was you were like, Oh, that's interesting because then you paused and you started talking. I'm like, here, no, I, I paused on purpose. That was for effect. Okay. Let's hear it. I forget. Leave it. Now I forget what I was talking about. Oh, the advice. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the one thing too, is that if you're, if you sit at home all day and you can read and read about companies and read the reports and read about stocks and, and, and read up on tax advice, great. You can manage your money. It's easy. But most people, like if you want to be successful, you're out trying to better yourself, grow, whether it's your, through your career, through your company. I mean, you know, people who are kind of driven by succeeding have other ambitions or they take up hobbies like Rick's bike in the background. You know, people do things that are like want to better their health. All these things are, you put time and resources in and it's like we always say, like time is finite. You can't get more of it. So you have to allocate it to what makes the most sense. Yep. And my brother actually brings this point up a lot when we talk about when it comes to business within our company. He goes, you know, when you're putting someone to do a task, like, because I try to do everything. And he's like, George, like, you're not the best at everything. So you putting in like one hour dedicated here is not going to get the same result as a person who's good at it. So let them do it. Like, it's a negligible, like you're going to hurt the company of anything, right? You ever read the book, The E-Myth? So it's the all E-Myth? about that. It's about like doing what you do best. And focusing and everything in else that, yeah. is just delegated. Yeah. So like they use the example of like subway franchises. Like are you in there making the subs or are you behind the scenes like controlling the operations? Like yeah. what are you best at doing if you're the owner of the company, yeah, right? Yeah. You should focus on that and everything else gets delegated. And that's the point too of like when it comes to the money stuff is like during COVID, we had, I had a lot of time. That's why I also did it myself because I was re, you know, reading up on companies, reports, all that. I, to Ricky's point as well, I invest in companies that I like. I, like yeah. Nike was the first stock I ever bought. If you couldn't tell, I mean, I wear Nike <laughs> down to the socks every day, all day. But I buy companies that I like because I know I'll follow them, whether it's through social media, whether it's through their, their channel. Uh, and their, you're going to support reports. them. Right. But it is Which hard to find to add to your own wallet. And yeah, because you <laughs> exactly. support them, their stock's going to exactly. go up. Nike's, Nike's killing <laughs> it too. all the money he's spending on <laughs> Nike. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the outlets. I buy cheap. I go and save money. Um, but yeah, I, I think that to the point of the advisor thing, it is important because you know it's hard. You become your own worst enemy. It's hard to stay focused on all that all the time. So having somebody dedicated to doing that, like it's almost like, hey, trust this person. Like They're going to give you advice, sound advice, because that's all they're doing all day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to go buy a condo, you're not going to buy yeah. yourself, you're going to buy a realtor to help you buy a condo. It's kind of on the same vein. I, I saw, like, that what, was my point. I had what, it the whole time. I, I just forgot, I, okay? Yeah, okay? what am I, like, I'm an advisor, <laughs> like, my livelihood is through investments and insurance, right? But I have a, I have a good friend who's a real estate agent, right? And he, he, he believes in the same things that you I give him a shout out? Like advice. <laughs> Yeah, Evan Christensen. Go shout see out him. Evan. If you're selling a house or you're buying a house, shout out Evan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, the Christensen real estate team. <laughs> yeah. Is it at Christensen, um, at Christensen but, Group? But, you know, he, he believes in the same philosophy. Like, you know, do what you do best. And, like, I would never tell him what to do when it comes to, like, buying a house. Like, I just delegated completely. Like, mm-hmm. he helped me a lot on my condo that I bought in 2016. And, you know, I made a lot of money on that. And, honestly, I just... That you finally started living in now? I finally started living in now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were talking on the phone the other day. I was like, man, I've had this condo for four years. This is the first time I've ever actually used it. I was like, what? Really? So yeah, because, like, my parents kept going to Arizona, so I would take over their house. <laughs> they were in Arizona. I'd take over the house, and it's almost goes close to the... Uh, and I'd Airbnb my place, but now, yeah, I'm That's finally... Smart in and out because they're not going down so but just to, to wrap because other reasons just to wrap back to my so my friends who are a real estate agent <laughs> and i and i say this to every client you alluded to the business aspect and the career aspect so the way you make money in life is through your own business and your own career You're, you don't just make money in the stock market that's not your first line of revenue yeah. it's your business or your career so if you're successful in your business or career that's how you're going to maximize your wealth number two principal residence your real estate Okay, I, I cannot compete with the fact that when you own a home and then you sell your home le- uh, years later, it's capital gains free. Yeah. Like, you know, you could invest in a TFSA and RSP, which obviously doesn't have as much tax con- consequences, but you will make the most money from your career. Second, real estate. I always say that after that, all of your liquid assets, your cash, they cannot be in a bank account earning 0%. Because if they're in a bank account earning, earning even 1%, then you're 1% below inflation. So just to explain that to everyone, the cost of goods around you that you're purchasing every day are actually going up more than money sitting in your bank account. So that means that when you have money in your bank account, you're losing money. And and that's really hard for some people to fathom. They're like, well, how, how am I losing money? I don't wanna risk it in the stock market. Well, you don't have to risk it in the stock market if you're properly diversified. Because over time, our goal is to beat that inflation and more. If you leave your money invested, you will do that. If you leave your money in your bank, you're, you're not beating inflation. There's no way you can, that you can conceivably r- retire without you know, having a very successful business, selling that, or you know, having a bunch of real estate properties, yeah. selling that by just leaving money in your bank account. It's just not possible. So I always tell people, I'm here you know, as your third kind line of line of income. Um, actually, I would also throw insurance in there too. Not to, so... <laughs> If you want to leave money to the next generation or leave a legacy throughout your family, what better way than to buy insurance so that, you know, if you ever pass away, your grandchildren or your children end up getting a huge whack lump sum of money, like yeah. two, three million bucks. And if you, if we were to insure ourselves for a million bucks, just to give an example, cause I'd, I'm worth a lot more than a million <laughs> bucks, pal. Come on, no, my I life know, here, but, my ah, life. No, but, but you can always. My life? I have a life. Yeah, insurance. you can yeah. always start. You can always start. Um, you know, I with a lower amount. You, have a life you can always policy? add. Bro, I was Frank holding on at you. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> your, your life ain't worth that much to Frank. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not yeah. worth much. You're probably paying like twenty-five to thirty-five bucks a month. I mean, you'd have to get a quote and everything. Yeah. But someone who's healthy, who's our age, just to get a million bucks of life insurance. You know, if, if you died, whatever, it would pay out to your parents, whatever. But down the road, you're going to have kids. And down the road, that policy... I'll start that when I have kids. <laughs> yeah, down the road, that policy is going to be very valuable. And the day that you got it when you were very young, it was cheaper than ever. Because yeah. when you get it younger, you're in better health. That's why I got it. For so, five, maybe who gets five your money? If you, get, if you get whacked, who gets your money? <laughs> That's a personal say. question. Ricky Liardi. <laughs> is that a personal question? Yeah, it's kind it's of. It's your beneficiary. You don't like, yeah. And well, I'm like not my, married. So typically, if you're married, yeah. like, it's probably your spouse. My, mine, I'm, it's, I have it's a beneficiary your, for all like my finances. Yeah. It's I, like know, I don't know what. So my I mean, brother gets my money if I get whacked. 
topic actually because this is what I do as well. Is it's called estate planning. So what happens? The pals podcast gets all George's money. <laughs> Ricky, I signed it over to you, buddy. So, <laughs> heck yeah! If estate, guys, if I go missing, Ricky took my money. Estate planning. Please find is me. What happens if you pass away? So you're right. On your investment accounts, it would be your beneficiary. On your insurance policies, it would be your beneficiary. Uh, you can also have Sorry, a will. Bad. I didn't done. know that was a personal question. <laughs> no, I, 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 would, I wouldn't no. answer. But it's not like I, I don't. Think, I could tell you off the air. I'm not going to say on to everybody to listen. Yeah. No, no, sorry. But and no, then everything, everything no, else gets left through your will. So if you <laughs> if you have a will drawn up, it goes through that. <laughs> I felt bad there. I was like, oh shit! No, I, I thought, just put someone on the spot. Pals, I can tell you, but it is yeah. You don't ask like I'm not going to ask somebody. Hey Justin, who's your beneficiary? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a random question. <laughs> I did, sorry. It's like saying, hey Justin, how much money you make a year? Tell me now. Not enough. Well, man, he's got it. He's going to start selling. This Raptors insider scoop soon. <laughs> He's giving me the Bob should, McKenzie, honestly, eh? Yeah, you like, start a burner account. That's like buy a burner tips. account. No burner account. Yeah. Just do so it, man. You were saying for, for state or sorry, sorry. Go oh, no, no, go, go ahead. I go was ahead. gonna say for a state, we kind of cut you off there for a state plan. You're saying. You oh no, I was say. just saying that like all your money gets left for your beneficiaries on your on your accounts that you name that, uh, and then everything else gets left according to your will, right? So that's basically how yeah, it yeah. works. And you have a will written up. You know, X goes to. My kids, palace podcast. Why go to your will? Cousins, palace <laughs> podcast, whatever. You could write up your will and say, oh, my money goes to palace podcast. Ricky's going to write up a fake will, give me to sign it when I'm like drunk. <laughs> the condo, the palace podcast, like everything, all the rights go to Ricky Liorty, and then I'm going to be gone next week. Yeah. <laughs> Disappeared. And I'm so, in Mexico. So I help. That's actually, Tijuana. so estate planning is, a, is like an integral part of what we do, actually. It's it like we help everyone go through that process and understand what if you were to pass away, mm-hmm. you know, that that's very important. And it's unfortunate, we have to have this conversation. Like, I mean, I, I can tell you honestly, like my, we, as a family, like, you know, we have a family business and my parents have talked like yeah. from when we were young, like it was always just like, you know, if something happens, what do you do and this and that. So, um, yeah, I'm sure you guys have done it too, but yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't personally. Yeah, bro. You no, don't most, value, you don't value your own life. <laughs> I most I do, most people don't until too. they get married. It's not, it's not very common to have a will until you get married and maybe, you yeah. know, start having kids. But Single as hell. No, I got no one to give this yeah. stuff to. <laughs> I should probably just put Ricky in my, because I got, heck my, yeah. I'm all this stuff too. My candy machine stays with me though. That's it. George <laughs> taking that to the grave, eh? Bro, I filled, guys, just, I know the camera can't see this, but I filled that up maybe like a week or so ago. It's getting pretty low. It's starting to creep oh, that's, down. That's nice. Where'd you get that? Stock. They got it for me for my birthday. Oh, nice. Ricky I'm and uh, good, shout out, shout out my good heart again, eh? Shout out the size boys. <laughs> I'm, a good, I'm a good gift giver. They're They're a really good. Gift dude, giver. that thing is expensive to fill up. Like it is. Candy costs money, man. Like it's not. Where'd cheap. you get it? Uh, actually, we found it on Kijiji. Nice. Because we tried searching online, you basically can't find them online. It was There's crazy. another uh, ad. By the way, Kijiji's got a sponsor, you guys now. Oh yeah, and NASCAR. <laughs> I actually got this hat with Dirk Alley. He's the same oh, one. You? We got yeah. it in uh, in uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. We talked about it around this on the show, but we went down for uh, went down for a fight weekend. The Tyson Fury and uh, Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder fight. But I got an offer because I stay at Caesar's Palace when I go down, and they send mm-hmm. me like some emails every now and then. And it was also NASCAR weekend, so I got free tickets to NASCAR. That was the funniest thing. Heck I yeah! I'm so hungover. Always like wanted to go to one out. NASCAR event. It, honestly, the surprisingly yeah. fun. Like I, the Pals podcast <laughs> live from NASCAR. <laughs> I think I think F1 is better. Like I actually like watching F1. NASCAR, it was boring. NASCAR, they just drive it four hours. I'm like, <laughs> this, I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all it is just a circle. And everyone's just getting drunk. Yeah, like, it's just Mike show he, up with like 48, <laughs> 48 cans of beer, and they're just getting hammered. Mike said he loved it. I was like, I was okay. I, I did Formula One. Montreal. Once in Montreal, I didn't make it to the race, and then um, we do the Indy. I've done the Indy in Toronto a bunch of times. Yeah, 
and one of a, like a company that we work with a lot at my uh, my regular day job. Um, they used to sponsor one of the cars, so we'd get like pit access and shit. So it was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, me. I think me. I took you once. Yeah, I only went one year. I don't remember the pit though. I remember all you can eat. <laughs> How <laughs> it was all you can eat. No, drink. we didn't go into the pit that time because we were on the it yeah, was on we, the race day. We were in like we were in the yeah. We went to the VIP. Yeah. yeah, a lot of food. That was good. Yeah. I really <laughs> want to do that F1 would, in Montreal. Yeah, I should be fun. Hey, Pal's podcast exclusive. No, nah, you know what you're not want to do? It's the first race of the year always. Is it Austin, Texas? Texas F1 in Texas yeah, is the, the U.S. Grand Prix. Yeah, that one is the one I want to do next. That's probably Heck top yeah. When, when, Monaco, when, things, Monaco, when things open up. Yeah, <laughs> when they open up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do on we circle, note, do we circle back one? Any more Raptors hot takes before we wrap this thing up? <laughs> Who do you think? I think, oh, I you think we're getting Giannis. So I, I didn't tell you, you guys this. So I have an inside uh, guy here at MLSE. I do. I swear to God, I do. I got an inside guy at MLSE. He told me that Giannis to the Raptors is a done deal. It's already done. There's no. That's what he said. No way. That's what he said. There's it's already no done. It's a hot take. <laughs> he said it's a done. I'm deal. I'm not as confident. Sorry, I'm not as confident about that as I am about everyone we're signing <laughs> next year and the, and the amount. MLS done deal. But it's a done deal, bro. Hold on, you're not as confident, but then you're confident in your belief that Montrez Harrell hates that team based on a theory. Oh, for might- sure. No, he does hate the team. They don't get along. <laughs> Jaylax got a, some secret okay. hacker like hacking their Instagram DMs. Like <laughs> he's reading through, it's like, oh, Montreal DM Lou saying fuck PG. Giannis well, unfollowed all the Bucks players. He unfollowed everybody that's except his family. He's done deal. That's, he's coming that's, to the that's, Raptors. That's because of the brand. You can see yeah, all his followers are fo- his family. So his family, and then I think yeah. like Nike or what's his. Nike, he's, he's a Nike, a Nike right? athlete. Yeah, you yeah. hear the deal with Adidas and Nike? Like when he was trying, they were trying to recruit him to give his own shoe. Oh really? Nike and Adidas were competing. He was like one of the biggest three, three or four years ago. They were like sending vans of shoes and gear and apparel to try to win him over. And I remember it, I guess there was a video. Adidas sent yeah. him like like, a, like an eighteen wheeler of just like what it was everything that they had. Anyways, there was a big back and forth. They ended up choosing Nike. Yeah. And actually, I have I have his shoes, the yeah. Zoom ones. I bought them in Florida. I've never worn them. It's on the box. Heck yeah! I'm not the best. But I'm terrible. But before most we, things will not help Wrap me. up everything too. If people are interested in in contacting me, they can send me an email at jlacc. H-I-N at M-W-F-I.ca. Awesome. I'm going to post it all. Like, never listen to the full stuff. episode because yeah. that's usually how we end last up. Time that's I didn't do this. Last, yeah. last time I didn't do this and my, my dad and, and his friends were like, why didn't you do, have a call to action at the end? They don't even know how to reach you so now. So, J-Lock, what we <laughs> all... So, 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 here, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do this. Okay. Okay. So, this is how we normally wrap. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's okay. It's no, okay. No, it's good. They're, gonna hear, they're gonna hear it twice now, so they know where to reach you. Um, but Jaylock, we appreciate you coming on. This was a great, fun chat. That I hope. Fun. I seriously hope your predictions about the Raps come true. And I think uh, for the people who do need help with financial planning, I think Jaylock, you're a great oh, person to, to speak to. Sorry to cut you off on that note. Shout out to our buddy. You know Rob. Uh, he gave you. He, he gave yeah. you high praise. Yeah. Rob Atz. I had so right. I, I it, right? So. Yeah. He uh, shout out to Rob. I was shout really, out Rob. I, I think Captain. it was really Captain Rob Aito. <laughs> ah, captain. Yeah, he's the captain, captain of our hockey team. team. He's, always the, he's always the captain of every hockey team he's been on. <laughs> is he good? He's yeah, just he's like good. that leader, you know? He's yeah. just always just Alpha. The, no, he's just like the solid guy that can yeah. just rally the troops. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude. He, I, so he, I, was, good morals. I, good morals on that guy, too. <laughs> I think it was at a cottage. I think it was the cottage. I don't know where I was. Somewhere. And I was with him. And I was talking about, uh, like, I mentioned I saw you that day or whatever that week. We talked about investing. He's like, oh, yeah. And I, you know. Jay like knew he works with you, so yeah. he uh, he gave you some high praise. So awesome. that's a, that's a happy customer, Thanks, guys. Captain so, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but we've got two questions we normally ask every guest, 
If you've made it to the end Never of any of our podcasts, you will know these questions. <laughs> Do you know what? You know what's funny? Everybody we have on of our friends, nobody knows the question. Like, have you not? We've said it from the very first episode too. So that means like no I one actually listened. did watch two of your podcasts, but I didn't get to the very end. So, but you know what's crazy? 59 episodes, we had all our buddies on and like we actually have an, a, a, a Donison come no, on. No, I think j going to be 60. Uh, number 60. That's crazy. Congrats, guys. Thanks. Started this, uh, like, you know what's funny? Actually, to, to pump our own tires, we're going to hit 50K downloads Total download soon, which is super no exciting. No way, fifty k awesome, across all platforms. Across right, all platforms, fifty k. I got it. You know, big. I got my polish shot. Rick's been killing it. I just all I do is turn the camera on and edit the music. <laughs> no, but honestly, I say this before. Yeah, I don't know if I actually said it here, but like, yeah, man, Rick. He's like, the one getting all the guests. One hundred percent. Sliding in. I, I, I do. The, I look <laughs> like that. He just hits up anybody. <laughs> Um, even, no, I, even the dudes are like, oh, this we, guy's, we've got like a some, nice guy. Let's go. Like, I don't want to give ourselves too high praise and I don't want to jinx anything. Something. We've got some very, very, very big guests in the works for November, December. I, I don't want to say it, but like huge, like international. They're Canadian, but they're internationally known. Yeah. yeah. Like prop, they're big in the States, Europe. Like huge. What's your, what's your move, man? What's your DM uh, move? So we'll just send <laughs> a picture of his abs. No. <laughs> Uh, when, it's a, when it's a girl, hey, you want to come on the Pals podcast? Do you know why? Hey, normally, I'm pretty Ricky. <laughs> no, normally what I'll do is like, I would just DM them. But now that we've had some pretty big guests and all of our guests have had a really good time with us. Yeah. So sometimes we'll casually chat about someone. So I'll just ask them nicely to if they could ask their friend. Yeah. Who's huge. But then also asking I've, for yeah, referrals. like but yeah. in our in our network we know a couple of people that have that are have like personal relationships with some of these massive. Oh, I know, massive I know who you're gonna have on. I won't, I won't no, don't don't it. say it, but we can talk. <laughs> we've got some really. I got an idea of who you're having. Well, on. we've got like a lot of really really. We're big almost booked to like the end. I think of October, October or something. Like, we have yeah. a lot of things booked. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I got well, I got one thing. I want my the goal for like because obviously the NBA is still going on. Rap shall be. I need a break from all the time they've had off. But when the season starts to come back and they start come back in the city. All of them are getting DM'd regularly. <laughs> Honestly, oh I feel my like god, you get a OG star? would come. OG would be the best guy to get well, on. We're gonna you just sit here. Oh, yes. I love that. No, no, no we're we're yes. gonna. I know for sure we're gonna get a couple basketball players in the upcoming months, especially when the season's over. So Rick's trying. trying to shoot a shot with Joe. I could probably actually get don't, one. Don't too. tell. Don't, don't tell him. No, don't Sorry, tell him. We're manifesting yeah. it in the background. You might have heard that. I just said the first name. You cut me off. Good. Yeah. It's a little sneak preview. We we got some again. A massive, massive guest in the work, and uh, I, I, I don't want to get too much information because it could be a very exciting uh, late 2020, early 2021 for oh, us. Oh yeah, and uh, I also that Spotify money. Yeah, we, we've got some cool like PR stuff coming out soon. A couple articles that we're getting written, which is super exciting because yeah. we just started this less than a year ago. And yeah, it's awesome. Like not to pump our own tires, but we're probably one of the bigger podcasts in the city. Uh, probably we, in the province. We got recognized for the first, I don't know if you were saying this on this podcast. We got recognized one night downtown, yeah. which I thought was a joke. That's amazing. We were outside Laissez Faire, I think. Yeah, like, well, as, as, Ricky says, as Ricky says, Laissez Faire. Laissez Faire. That's not even how you say it. It's Laissez Faire. The city after COVID. It was like a Friday like evening. We're like walking down, we're on a little walk down King Street. And we're passing by, and this guy comes up to us and goes, "Are you guys the pals?" No, he goes, "Hey, the pals!" Yeah. And I was like, "Hey," I was like, "This I'm is a George joke." Him. I'm like, "This is like Rick's That's buddy awesome. or something," because yeah. I, I didn't recognize him. And he's like, "Oh, you guys are killing it!" Or like, "Thanks, man." He's like, "I love this episode." Who you we guys have like, up? He just kept going. We're like, "Okay, we got like we're walking somewhere. We got to go." Yeah. But at the end, I go to Rick. I was like, "You know that guy?" He's like, "No, I thought you knew that guy." I was like, "I don't know that guy. Such a random dude." Felt pretty hey, good. if you were that random dude, because you obviously listen, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you. Yeah. Us, I'm hit sorry. Me, hit me up, and we'll give you a shout out official. Yeah, they'll you know bring what? you on the if, show. If you were, the, I can't remember your name. If you were, hit us up. We'll send you a pal shirt. Yeah, and honestly, guys, if you do see us out and you do listen and we don't know each other personally, please introduce yourself because 
That, that is was really cool. It was really cool. I never, like, I never thought I'd get noticed somewhere. That was sick. Yeah, that was cool. But really cool. Anyway, <laughs> now let's wrap. The, yeah, let's wrap. I up. digress. So, the two <laughs> questions that we normally ask everyone. I'll start off, and, and you know what's funny? You were talking at one point. I thought of yours already, so I'm going to give you my answer after you give me yours. Okay. If there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Star as me? Hmm. I've got one. My I think favorite, I know. honestly, I got one. That's gonna sound so cliche, but he's like Leo, Leo. my favorite all-time actor, Leo. Yeah, but, Leo. <laughs> and I love movies. That okay. lifestyle. Love, that lifestyle. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Tom Hardy actually. No, you want to know mine for you, Chris Evans. <laughs> Chris Evans. Oh, for yeah. me, yeah, Captain America. Okay. The beard, tall, good-looking dude. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you too. <laughs> we asked. Oh, we asked. You too, George. Here. You three. Thanks, thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> um, last one. It's actually probably pretty good because it'd probably be good advice for some young uh, some young listeners. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Ooh, I love that one actually. Honestly, honestly, treat treat <laughs> school with more emphasis than I did. Awesome. <laughs> like that's good. Like I, I had a lot of fun in university. Like don't get me wrong. And I, I think, know you did, Jaylock. I think the reason my <laughs> social skills are so good, yours as well, is you had a lot of fun in university as well. Fun Correct. fact, me and J-Lock were arch nemesis. <laughs> we did. Uni- we were arch uni- nemesis. Yeah, yeah that's how I first knew about you guys. We like dated I- like three of the same girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> and now look where really we weird. are. <laughs> oh, <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, that is good advice. But yeah, no, but honestly, like take school seriously and <laughs> Excuse me. don't try to rush things, I think, as well. Um, yeah. But take school seriously. Like do well in it because you're going to open up more options for yourself down the road. On to that point, I so my I guess for the people listening, my parents paid for my school. I didn't pay for my schooling at all, even when I went to so university and college. I didn't pay for. It. I find myself now paying out of my own pocket to do extra courses online so I can learn more, so I can right. better myself, higher education. Like I've debated doing my masters a couple times too, and it's one of those things where back then I was there and I, I passed every course I was ever in and I got decent grades, but I wish I had the mentality now mm-hmm. that. I had, sorry, I wish I had the mentality now back then because I would have put in that much more work, that much more effort, and maybe I could have, you know, done a master's when I was a little bit yeah. younger, kept going because I think being the smartest person in the room is, or being a very well educated person should, is such a powerful, extremely important. Yeah. You should never be the smartest person in the room. Oh, okay, agreed. <laughs> you're but in the smartest person in the you're room, in the you're in the wrong, wrong room. room. <laughs> but I think that's such I a actually, powerful honestly, thing. I actually, honestly, I know that my personality is Oh, and, and right, save money be. from a very young age, too. If you start Maximize early, your TFSAs. If you start early and you just contribute monthly, you will be shocked how much money. Like, this is to, like, kids that are, like, going to university or whatever. You start at 18, 19. By the time you're my age, 30, you're going to have, like, 10 times the amount of money that I have. Uh, <laughs> me, me and Reddy saved our it's promo crazy. money better. Yeah. yeah. Save yeah. and invest. But consistently do it. Set up like a pre-authorized contribution so you're That's never looking at yeah. it. I have, I have twenty-five dollars a week. Yeah, you need more than when that. I was sixteen. <laughs> I think I put like two hundred a week. I, I, no, but I started when I was sixteen. Every single week, twenty-five dollars. Seven fifty. So my checking goes into my savings. Seven hundred fifty bucks a month. So I do every paycheck. Mine comes out automatically. I think I set it up maybe twenty twelve when I first started working or twenty thirteen, whatever it was after university. I think it started as a hundred bucks per paycheck, and then it went to like one twenty, one fifty. Yeah, I have stuff like that. And I think I was at like two fifty to my RSP goes in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on that note, if people want to find you and or they can reach you <laughs> and if they want to get the, the best advice in the game, where can they find you? So Jay, you can send me an email at J-L-A-C-C-H-I-N. That's Jay in my last name at M 
as in Mary Walter Frank Ingram dot C A or you can or you can go to www dot M W fi.ca okay perfect and then I'll also post, you're we'll on instagram all, as well yeah and i if instagram i think you're at jay lakeen no don't 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 follow my personal <laughs> one follow my business <laughs> one mwfi mwfi if you're a girl and you're single <laughs> and that's a wrap Uh-oh. if you made it this far thank you for listening jay lax <laughs> had to throw that one out there yeah right? i had to throw it in a little bit signing off pals cheers, cheers. peace you like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high I got alone with no one thing